Good morning, everyone. Um, there's something weird here <laughs> going on. You know, everybody's kind of piled up over here. Maybe we have the sheep and goats. I'm not exactly sure, and I'm not going to venture to say which is which, but uh, welcome. We're glad that you're here. Glad that everyone's here today. Uh, I don't know who didn't use their deodorant on this side, but... <laughs> But we're glad that everybody is here today. Welcome to everyone, uh, and we hope God's going to bless you in a very special way today. We would like to welcome our guests especially. You're very important to us. We're glad that you're here with us, and we hope that you will feel very much a part of our family as we worship God together. Uh, just a few announcements I'd like to uh, atti- uh, 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 bring to your attention today. Uh, first of all, let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets that are on each row. We'd like to ask if you would, if you don't mind, to fill those out and, so we could have a record of your attendance with us. They're on each row. And uh, just take those and put your name, address, phone number. And especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter, um, please put your email address on that and uh, we will get you on that list. That's a great way to keep up with the uh, activities uh, here at Community Baptist Church and let you know what's going on here. Uh, Speaking of which, it has been a a very busy Christmas season, and uh, after a very busy Christmas season, we're going to slow down just a little bit. We will not be having any Wednesday services this Wednesday. But we will pick them up again next week on uh, January the 6th. We'll be uh, having our usual dinner at 545 and then our Bible study at 630. That's next week, but not this week. We won't be having anything going on this week. Uh, But we will be having our nominating team meeting today at 5 o'clock. And uh, please remember, if you haven't picked up your uh, contribution envelopes for uh, 2016, They are over on the table, and you can pick those up as you leave today. It is great to be here with God's God's people and God's house. I hope everyone had a blessed, joyous Christmas season, and uh, it's good to share this time of worship with each of you today. Let us now stand, and let us uh, be the presence of Christ for one another as we welcome everyone, as we welcome one another to God's house today. Let us gather, let, him, let us stand and, uh, and welcome one another. Get it out. And in case if you're wondering where the page numbers are for the songs, the first three songs that we'll be singing is uh, with the video, so you won't be using the hymn. Just look above.
Let us pray together. Emmanuel, God, we are here looking for incarnation. Come, 
Lord Jesus, come. We come to cradle the holy in our arms, to hear the newborn cry of the divine creator, to see you decked out in flesh. We gather around the manger as midwives to your birth, and we're here for the ceremony of giving you a human name. We're here for a closer glimpse of mystery. We're here for a brush with the presence of angels. We have need of such things, O God. All that is brilliant and wondrous and unexpectedly bright. All that merges mystery with the manger. But we have more need of your presence that is with us always. And so God... We pray again, come, Emmanuel God, to dwell among us and bring to us your grace and your truth. Amen. Word among all words, dwell among us. Vulnerable child, be our God in human flesh. Eternity captured in human time, reveal your glory to all the nations. Okay. Great listening scripture. That's Why not? <laughs> Sorry about that. Wouldn't download it. Today's scripture reading is from John 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has become into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own And his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. 
And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. I need you. I need you to come on up. We've got some visitors from Lafayette, Indiana today. Come on up. All right. Zoe, I need you to go pick somebody to be on your team because we're in teams today. Oh, Rachel's going, pick me, pick me. Hurry, go go pick somebody. Rachel, you want to come up and be Zoe's uh, team partner? What about you, Lucy? You want your dad to come up? Okay, come on, Dad. All right. Are you two going to be partners? All right. I need my four teams right out here in front. Oh, you thought you were going to sit out here and rest, didn't you? All right. Come on up. Come on up. You might win some big, big prizes. I know. Big prizes. Big money, big money. Okay. Oh, I'm sad. Christmas is over, but you know what? We're not going to let Christmas be over. Not in this church, anyway. We're going to keep this feeling all year long. And you know how we're going to do that? We're going to remember all the different things and all the different cards we received and what people said to each other during the holidays. You got it? All right. Now, this is for big prizes. I've got a bunch of Christmas cards. Oh, you, you're, going to, you're going to hold hands with somebody else on your team or somebody else besides your team? That's pretty cool. That's the Christmas spirit. Let's see if I can do this. All right. Here we go. I want you to tell me. Whoops. Some sayings that might be on Christmas cards or what you say to people you see during this time of year. All right, who's up first? Everybody get one answer in their mind. Okay? All right, you guys ready? You ready? Okay. And this is Will, and he's from Lafayette, right? And we're glad you're here today with us. But your real name is Batman, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. This team says you might see this on a card or you might say this to somebody during the holidays. Merry Christmas. Oh, I can't do this. Look what this first card says. Did you see that? Merry Christmas. Very good. All right, team number two. You ready? All right, Zoe says. I love you. I love you. That's perfect, but that's not on a card. I think it should be on a card. Can you think of something else? Something that might be on a, a Christmas card. Yes, you can. I know you can. Or here's another hint. Something, a song title that we might sing at Christmas. You already got, oh, excuse me. Happy holiday. Holly, you guys are too good for this game. Let's see if I can find that. Are they taking all yours? Look here. What's that say? Happy holidays. All right. Next. You ready? 
something we say to each other or something you may see on a greeting card. He's a little crabby, so he says, bah humbug. (laughs) We're going to pass you up and come back. You ready? No out. Ooh, I don't think that's one of them. Let me see here real quick. That was a beautiful guess. What'd you say? What was that other song? Yeah. Silent Night. How's that go? Silent Night, Holy Night, All is calm, All is bright. You won! Alright, alright. Back to, back to Ball Humbug. Look how many guesses you have. Hmm. You say it, Mom. Happy holidays. Happy. We already had that. Come on, get in the game. It's been. How about Jesus is the? Look, Jesus is the reason for the season. You guys did great. I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and pass out the gifts, and then you all can sit down just for a second. And then we'll get out of here so we can start children's worship. Each one pick one. Pick one. Very good. You guys did great. All right, teams, if you'll sit down after you get your big winning prize, we've got a couple more things to talk about. Here go, Luca. What do you say? Bomb again. You won, you won big time. All right. Okay. Real quick, let's talk about the rest of these. You know what? We're going to talk upstairs who your, uh, what your very favorite thing this Christmas season was. And you guys can tell what my favorite thing is. We don't, you know what? We don't take enough time to read these. Look at this one. Isn't that pretty? It says, Sweet Greeting. And this song, Little Drummer Boy. I'll play my drum for him. I'll play, I'll play my best for him. That's what that says. We made this upstairs. Ah, the greatest gift of all. Yeah, we like that one too. How about, I can't believe you guys didn't think of this. I bet somebody in the audience thought of this. Anybody want to take a guess? What? Joy. Joy to the world, yes. And don't we always say that? Season greetings. All right. What about this one? Pardon? You're just. All right. No. Okay. Um, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Who are they talking about? Who are they? Jesus. You're right. What about this one? And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Do you remember the Christmas story? Yeah. Christmas blessings. 
At Christmas, there is special joy in remembering those who hold a special place in our hearts. That's a nice one, too. I love these. For you at Christmas, with a prayer, bless us, Lord, this Christmas with quietness of mind. Everybody have a whole lot of quiet this Christmas season? Oh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Teach us to be patient, and I'm sure all the moms and dads had all the patience in the world. Test us all to be patient and always to be kind. Can we think back, were we all kind at Christmas and everything we did? Christmas is a special time to thank the Lord for the gift of his love that binds our hearts through every season of the year. All right, there we go. Let's don't forget Christmas. We're supposed to keep it through every season of the year. So let's remember to come let us adore him. Okay? Now, this is what we're making today. Away in a manger. Of course, we love glitter. And these are just some things that you guys can think about each year. But this is the most important thing I want you guys to keep. And everybody knows this. What's John 3.16? Can anybody say it? Come here. And if you get mixed up, you can look at the card here. Do you know that verse? Okay. Let's hear it. For God loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Excellent. And you all get a bookmark when we go upstairs. Would you like to go upstairs for children, Portia? Okay, let's go.
Gracious and loving God, uh, we come this morning rejoicing and giving thanks for the wonderful gift of your love and your grace. Lord, as we worship together this morning, help us to remember your words that it's much more blessed to give than receive. Challenge us as we worship today to be willing to give up ourselves and pour out ourselves for others, even as you have poured out yourself for us. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.
Isn't that nice? I hope you are as grateful as I am for the talented musicians that we have here at Community Baptist Church and, and for their willingness to share their talent with us in worship. 
There's a reading by J.B. Phillips called The Visited Planet about a junior angel who is being given a tour of the universe by a senior angel. And after touring all of the galaxies of the universe, they come at last to our solar system. And by this time, the junior angel is tired and bored, and to be honest, he's not very impressed by what he's seen so far. And so the senior angel points to the earth and says, keep an eye on that planet. Well, the younger angel thinks the earth looks pretty small and dirty and insignificant. That's the visited planet, says the senior angel. You don't mean, the junior angel begins to say, and the senior angel replied, Yes, that planet has been visited by our young Prince of Glory. Do you mean to tell me that he stooped so low to become one of those creeping, crawling creatures on that floating ball, asked the junior angel incredulously? I do, the senior angel replied. And I don't think he would like you to call them creepy, crawling creatures in that tone of voice. For as strange as it may seem to us, he loves them. And he went down to visit them, to lift them up to become like him. And the junior angel had no reply. The very thought of that was beyond his comprehension. And indeed, it is beyond our comprehension as well. And yet we read in the prologue to John's gospel these incredible words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through Him all might believe. He Himself was not the light. He only came as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or or man's will, but born of God. The word of flesh was made, uh, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. What an incredible statement that is. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have a word for that, and that word is incarnation. The Word took on human flesh. That's what the word incarnation means. It means to take on flesh. 
The Word took on human flesh. The very Word of God, born in a manger in Bethlehem, would grow up into a man who would reveal in himself the very character of God. The very thought of that is beyond our comprehension. It's hard for us to get our little brains around that concept that the Word became flesh. The story is told of two missionaries who were being held for ransom uh, by bandits in the hills of Colombia. They were kept captive in a squalid hut there, kept under constant armed guard, forbidden to speak with one another. And yet on Christmas Day, one of the missionaries intently worked with pieces of hay that were lying on the, the floor of the hard clay floor there. And, and when he was finished, he stepped back and he showed the other missionary his finished product. And in the dim light of that hut, the other missionary smiled broadly as there in the straw arranged on the floor was one single word, Emmanuel, which of course means God is with us. God is with us. What great news that was to those captured missionaries. And what great news, good news that is for each of us. We are not alone. God is with us. We do not live in a a cold, impersonal universe. God has been and is among us. God understands our every situation. We live on a God-visited planet. I read recently about a stand-up comedian named Greg Dean. Early in his career, Dean didn't uh, receive a whole lot of money. He was kind of just getting started, and he didn't make very much money, and consequently he didn't have any money to buy Christmas presents with, and So he came up with a unique idea. He developed a comedy routine, and then he went to all of the houses of his friends and his relatives where he gave that comedy routine and made that his Christmas present to all of his friends and family. Now, don't you think that Greg's friends treasured that that gift more than anything else he could have bought? He came to them, and he gave of himself. And that's exactly what God did for us. He came to us and He gave of Himself. Now, if you are like I am, you, we have just been through another hectic Christmas season. Anybody? Hectic? Yeah, I, I, I see a few of those. And I know the big day is coming and gone. But folks, let me tell you something. It's not too late for us to stop for a few moments and to reflect on the meaning of it all. And I think we should do that. Indeed, the the wonder of being visited by God, that's something that should capture our souls not just on one day of the year, but all year long. God has visited us. And that should be something that grabs a hold of us and never leaves us. Dr. Pablo Diaz tells a story that captures what can happen to us during the Christmas season. Very typical of last-minute Christmas shoppers, a mother was running frantically from store to store when suddenly she realized 
that the pudgy little hand of her three-year-old son was no longer clutched in hers. And so in panic, she, she looked around and she retraced her steps and finally found her son standing with his little nose pressed up against a, a frosty window. He was gazing at a manger scene. And hearing his mother's hyster- hysterical call, he turned and he shouted, Look, Mommy, it's Jesus! It's baby Jesus in the hay! And with obvious indifference to his joy, she impatiently jerked him away and said, We don't have time for that. My friends, I hope that you have made some time during this busy Christmas season to rediscover the meaning of Jesus' coming. We look beyond the shepherds and the stable and the angels and the the wise men and even beyond Mary and Joseph and, and we focus like that little boy did on the baby Jesus. So what does it mean that God has become one of us? What does it mean that the Word has become flesh? Well, John tells us a couple of things that that it all means to us. First of all, he tells us that with the birth of Christ, light has come into a world of darkness. Light has come into a world of darkness. He writes, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Have you ever stumbled around in the dark, in a dark, dark place without the benefit of any light to guide your way? You ever done that? Did you, did you hit your shin? Did you stub your toe? Did you fall over something? It, it, it's hard to do. It's, it's difficult to, to walk in the darkness. It's difficult to, to grope along and, 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 without the ability to see anything. It's hard to do. But that's what God tells us the world is in. A a world of darkness. John Claypool, a wonderful, wonderful preacher, he he tells about one of the history's most remarkable men, the German writer and statesman, Johann Wolfgang Goethe. According to Claypool, Goethe was the last of the so-called universal human beings. And what he meant by that is that he was one of the last of our Western civilization to have gained the mastery over every academic discipline. In his long life, Goethe became renowned as a poet and as an artist and as a musician and a playwright and a historian. And There was hardly a single facet of human knowledge about which he did not have a tremendous grasp. But as he lay dying in 1832, the story is that he suddenly sat straight up in his bed and he cried out with great poignancy, Light! Light! More light! And isn't that essentially the cry of each of us? Light! Light! More light! you, you, You know, when you think about it, There is so little that any of us, including Goethe, really understands about life. And truly, apart from Christ, this is a dark, dark world. And so I am so grateful today that God 
shined a bright light into this world. But it is not, it, it, it is not knowledge. This is not more knowledge that the world needs. We have a lot of that. And it's not more tinsel or gifts or parties or even carols that, that carry the meaning of Christmas. It is a person. A light shines in the darkness. The Word becomes flesh. A babe was born in Bethlehem. He is our light. He is our hope. He is our peace. And that's the first thing that John tells us about the meaning of Christmas today. Light has come into a world of darkness. The second reason that John tells us why Christ came into the world was this. He came that we might become children of God. You know, so often we, we miss the real meaning of, of Christ's coming. We, we say that, that Christ came to die for the sins of the world, and, and He did die, and by His death we do find salvation. But according to John here, that wasn't the reason why He came. He came so that we might become new creatures, new creation. As John writes, to all who receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Or as J.B. Phillips puts it in The Visited Planet, the Prince of Glory went down to visit them to lift them up to become like Him. Imagine that. You and I. Children of God. So you see, the coming of Christ is ultimately about transformation. It's about change in our lives. It's about creating something new in our lives because we have experienced the Christ child. You may not know the story of Lee Strobel. Strobel was a a hard-nosed investigative reporter for the Chicago Tribune as well as an avowed atheist. But his editors gave him an assignment. He was to report on the struggles of an impoverished inner-city family during the weeks leading up to Christmas. And so that assignment sent him to the Delgado family. 60-year-old Perfecta Delgado along with her granddaughters, Lydia and Jenny. They had been burned out of their roach-infested tenement, and they were now living in a tiny two-room apartment. Strobel couldn't believe how they lived. There was no furniture in the apartment, no rugs, nothing on the walls. There was only one small kitchen table and one handful of rice. Their situation was so desperate that 11-year-old Lydia and 13-year-old Jenny owned only one short-sleeve shirt, a a short-sleeve dress, a piece, one for each of them, plus one tiny gray sweater that they shared. When they walked the half mile to school every day through the biting cold, Lydia would wear the sweater for part of the way and then would hand it over to her shivering sister and she would wear it the rest of the way. But despite their poverty, this grandmother and her granddaughters still had their faith in Jesus. 
He had not forsaken them. And that brought them joy. In spite of their terrible circumstances, their lives were filled with joy. Well, Strobel completed his article. He moved on to other assignments. And, but as Christmas approached, he thought about that family with so much joy, but not much else. And he wrestled with the irony of the situation. Here was a family who had nothing but faith, and yet they seemed so happy. And he had everything that he needed materially, but he had no faith. And inside he felt just as empty and as barren as the Delgado's apartment. So Strobel visited the family once again closer to Christmas, and he was amazed at what he saw. You see, it, it seems that his, the readers of his articles in the newspaper responded overwhelmingly to the Delgado family's needs. And they suddenly came, showed up at their apartments with furniture, appliances, refrigerators, you know, uh, rugs, Christmas tree, stacks of wrapped presents, food, and plenty of warm clothing for the girls and and also donated was an abundance of cash. But the biggest surprise of all for, for uh, Strobel was one that truly knocked Strobel off of his feet. Was that the grandmother and the granddaughters were busy preparing gifts themselves. You see, they were giving away a lot of the things that had been given to them. Perfecta said, our neighbors are still in need, and we cannot have plenty while they have nothing. This is what Jesus would want us to do. And so she waved at all of the gifts, and she said, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. This is very good. We did nothing to deserve all of this. It is a gift from God, but it is not God's greatest gift. And those words cut into the heart of this reporter who claimed that there was no God. No, she said. We celebrate the greatest gift tomorrow on Christmas. And that's Jesus. Lee Strobel knew that the Delgado family had something that he didn't have. And as he left that tiny apartment, he longed to know Jesus the Jesus that they knew. And eventually he did. Lee Strobel would come to know Jesus and become a, a Christian leader. But that's why Christ came. Christ came to bring light into a world of darkness. And Christ came to make it possible for every person on earth to know that they are a child of God, that you are a child of God. You, you, are a child of God. He came so that every person on earth might have that same kind of transformation that Lee Strobel had. So how about you? The Prince of Glory came down to visit us and to lift us up to become like Him. So the question I have is, would you take that challenge today? Would you take that step of faith and believe 
and to follow. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us to give us light and to make us His children. So receive the light. Become God's child. Believe and know that Christ is Lord. Amen. Let us sing together our closing hymn, I Surrender All. It is a wonderful hymn, and I hope it is the prayer of all of our hearts during this Christmas time of the year that we surrender our all to God. You know, we, we exchange all kinds of gifts at this time of the year, and that's a wonderful thing. That's fine. But what God really most wants most from each of us is that we give ourselves to Him as He has given Himself to us. Let's ponder that as we sing together, I Surrender All. There's a void to the stillness at the end of this season. As our fellowship is concluded and we leave this sanctuary, we go from here to the strange dullness of the after Christmas lull. Combined with our anxiety of beginning a new year. And yet even in the midst of this sentimental turmoil, the peace of Christ can settle. The peace of Christ can calm and enliven our anxiety. So may our lives be enriched by all that is good. May our fellowship be sweetened by sincerity and kindness. And may the reality of the blessedness of the Christian life bring an ever-present glow to our hearts. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen.